You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas, the host of the amazing podcast that is sweeping the nation. Well, at least my wrestling friends, they like it. And it's been great to get all the positive feedback from all my friends. Hopefully it's helping those young coaches develop and get better and put their programs in a position to be successful. I have a great coach here, Coach Mitch Hancock of the Detroit Catholic Central Shamrocks. Uh, me and Coach Hancock go back about six years or so when uh, our Western team went to their the CC invite, which to me is one of the toughest, if not the toughest tournament in the state of Michigan, even tougher than the state tournament in all divisions. And yeah. from oh, – go ahead, Mitch. Yeah, we'd like to think so, right, with all four divisions. And, and you look at the teams that are there, it's it's always a, a really impressive and difficult tournament to win. So we, we'd like to think that as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of hammers, a lot of good matches. And and, and uh, it was always nice going there because, you know, at that time we had some some true studs on the team. I remember that first year, Noah Shaner, who ended up being a state champ for us, went 0-2 at your tournament. And uh, that – going on to in that tournament was really what propelled him for the rest of his career to be a top three uh, finisher his last three years in high school. So um, a lot of things you can learn from that. And then uh, the first time I actually talked to Mitch was actually the first time I saw Mitch compete was in high school, his senior year when he was, uh, when he won a state title. And then the next time I saw him, he was wrestling Rashad Evans at Michigan state. And one of the best matches I ever watched. I mean, two guys, you're talking about two high-level wrestlers going at it and really competing at a high level right there in my own backyard in uh, East Lansing, Michigan. So, uh, pleasure to have you on the program, Mitch. Well, it's uh, my pleasure. And that was a long time ago, really long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So, I remember uh, wrestling, uh, you speak of the state tournament, Brad Anderson, obviously, at mm-hmm. that time was, you know, my big nemesis. And, and likewise, he had beat me my junior year. Um, and then I ended up knocking him off senior year uh, in the semis uh, to make it to the finals. Brad went on, Brad and I both went on the place at the junior nationals that year. Um, and then obviously both ended up at Catholic, uh, Central Michigan where we were roommates, college roommates. So um, still to this day, very good friends. Uh, he stood up in my wedding. I stood up in his <laughs> wedding. Um, and, and we to this day are are really, really good friends. That is so awesome. I mean, we talk a lot about how, like, wrestling is different than other sports where you um, you become friends off the mat. Like, there's not very many people that I've competed with I wouldn't call a friend. I think, I think it goes back to we all know what it what it takes, the things that we've gone through, the lifting, the running early in the morning, the, the weight management, things like that. So we, we feel this connection to each other. It's hard for us to have an ego. Um, whereas in other sports, there seems to be a lot of egos, at least from my perspective. I think it's that mutual respect, right? I, I think in all mixed martial arts, there's a mutual respect, uh, you know, for each other's work ethic and, and how hard, you know, some of those sports are. So, I mean, you look at the mixed martial arts spectrum and in wrestling at that, I mean, if you're wearing a cauliflower ear, people will nod at you. They, they know who you are and, <laughs> You know, I, I think there's a lot to be said about that, right? There's a, a respect for the work ethic. There's a respect for the focus levels. There's a respect for just a willingness to, to toe the line. Um, and, and I think that's that's something to be said. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I totally agree with that. So tell me how you got involved in the sport of wrestling. Oh, Lord, we're going way back. Wait. So my, my dad, uh, you know, wrestled in the 60s uh, at Royal Oak Dondero. 
um, here in, in, in Royal Oak, Michigan, and just had a, a profound love for the sport. And as you all know, back in the 60s, um, you know, there were the Oakland County Christmas Tournament was a big tournament uh, back in those days. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people remember it as the Christmas tournament. But he loved the sport, absolutely loved the sport, and um, went on to um, – obviously northern michigan for a couple of years and wrestled up there and um you know just continued to grow uh fond of the sport and then got myself and my brothers into the sport at a young age with the madison rams wrestling club wow um, so that's where we started yeah it's still an uh mmwa club to this day that's so crazy we, yeah we wrestled for the madison rams and developed relationships all over the state i mean if i could tell you um and name off all of the individuals that we you know, grew to be friends with through those younger days. Um, you know, I, I could write a book. I mean, they're out there. So um, it was a um, intense, fun upbringing, um, you know, and we traveled the country quite a bit and wrestled in the local tournaments. Back then, AAU was the dominant, you know, um, dominant organization for wrestling, right? We right. started off wrestling freestyle first. And then, you know, the, the MMWA circuit came along later in life, right? Now it's a little bit, it's a little bit the other way, right? The USA circuit is a little dumbed down when, you know, my way um, dominates the state, but it, it was, mm. it was different back then. Right. No, I, I remember finally, so I started wrestling in 96, so sixth grade. And I can remember it was just, you had freestyle. And then if you made a national team, you wrestled freestyle on that national team, whether it was a schoolboy, uh or cadets, things like that. And then, yeah. then your winter season, in Lansing, it was like our wrestling season started in January. The middle school was uh, January to like mid-February. It was like a six-week season. And once we were done, we could play basketball. So I, I don't know. It's different everywhere Everywhere you're at. So you, you, you were a high-level wrestler coming in, and you go to uh, Catholic Central, and you're coached by a Hall of Famer, uh, Coach Rodriguez. What was that like being coached by um, such an amazing individual? Yeah, that, that was a remarkable experience. And, and Coach Rod at that time had, you know, been established as a Hall of Fame coach. He had, he had won eight team state titles and, you know, coached a, a slew of individual titles. And many people don't know that his, you know, his college success was just as impressive. Um, you know, he was a two-time NCAA runner-up losing to Danny Hodge, yeah. um, now named the Hodge Trophy after, right? And right. Um, um, Coach Bill Wick. Um, okay. Who, coached um you know several olympic teams as well so coach rod was a um two or three time big 10 champion and two-time ncaa runner-up so um in the room um you know just a a completely committed individual uh, a a very faithful individual um i remember that um you know an old school type of coach too so to start practice we would always walk down into the wrestling room and coach rod would have the old school ice bags on the thermostats. <laughs> so when you open the wrestling room doors, I mean, it had to have been, you know, a hundred degrees plus some in there and it would just punch <laughs> you right in the face. Right. You'd walk, yeah, walk into the wrestling room, we put your bag down and you get your sweats on and, you know, he'd send us all, you know, down to telegraph road and back. And that had to be a good, you know, four miles. And that was every mm. single day, right? We wow. ran four miles and, and back to the school. And then we put our wrestling shoes on. And in the meantime, while we were running, Coach Rod was coaching the freshman in JV. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, he was a, you know, a two man staff at the time. 
He mm-hmm. was running the freshman JV through practice while we were running. When we got back, he dismissed those guys, and, and then we went to practice. So um, just a, a lovable, likable guy. He was as intense as they get, um, enjoyed winning, um, but also, um, you know, wanted to make sure that we grew in our relationship with Christ. I have never seen a man or even a Bible at that um, that was so tattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and written in and highlighted. I didn't realize that it was okay to do that, right? Right. Um, but this guy actually studied the word and, and the gospel and shared it with us. And I think that meant a lot to me um, at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a great. I've actually never got to meet Coach Rod. Uh, hopefully one day. They, um, he coached back in the 60s, the River Rouge teams that won a couple state titles in Class B, I want to say. Um, so he... he a legend in the sport. Yeah. People forget that he won a, a title at river Rouge. Mm-hmm. And then um, he had after river Rouge, he moved over to Royal Oak Kimball, I think for one or two years and then was hired on by Catholic central. Mm-hmm. So he did win a title at river Rouge. And yeah. he told us a lot of stories about those days. It was pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty interesting. Yeah. My, uh, my coaching mentor, Larry Powell was a part of the Michigan school for the blind. Uh, when oh, yeah. they won, uh, you know, they were in, finished top three three years in a row and they won the state title twice in 61 and 63 um between them and river rouge you know and uh it, it's amazing about the sport of wrestling and how it's opened the doors for so many different people to have success yeah it, it's a sport for everyone and i think that's why we all love it right uh, mm-hmm. no matter what race you are um no matter you know uh, what heritage you come from uh male female it doesn't matter you know i for the first time ever, you know, I, it, my, one of my camps this summer, my daughter came to a camp, you know, and mm-hmm. I was one of the guys who maybe had a question mark or, or maybe thought, <laughs> Hey, not for my daughter. Right. And, uh, and I wrestled at a, a pretty high level too. But you know, when she asked me to go to wrestling camp, I, I, I jumped right at it. I said, grab your shoes, let's go. And we had, yeah. you know, 60 little young kids in that room and she was the only female there. So mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited that she had that <laughs> opportunity. And if she wants to continue it, so be it. I love it. No, great, great. Yeah, my youngest just said, well, they have signups at the uh, Bay County Roadrunners. And she's like, Dad, I want to wrestle. And she's going to be five. I was like, this is great. Okay, yeah. We're gonna... <laughs> Let's go, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, just, I mean, you look at the University of Iowa today, released that Chris Achana is their head coach. I mean, yeah. women's wrestling is growing, and I think it's absolutely remarkable. Yeah, it's growing at, a, at an astounding rate. And it's great to see. I've talked a lot about my podcast about uh, remembering, you know, 25 years ago wrestling uh, some tough female wrestlers, and even the ones that came out during my, my time between 2000. 2002 things like that and thinking cynthia harold who from saginaw buena vista was the first female state qualifier in michigan high school history you know how it how sweet it would have been if she had came out like 20 years later and been able to be a part of this um girls wrestling or female wrestling movement um, yeah. a lot of strides made there well, i remember strides. wrestling you know back in our day it was katrina betts i mean she was mm-hmm. one of the best yeah mike betts's daughter and, and yep. now married to university of minnesota head coach brandon eggham um mm-hmm. katrina back then was uh, a level of head of most i mean she was absolutely remarkable and she competed fiercely you know with anyone she wrestled she was uh you know had she been on the circuit today she probably would have you know made made a world team or made an olympic team that's how good she was yeah yeah well said well said so you from your high school career, you, you win states in your senior year. I believe you took third at senior nationals. Correct. Yep. And then uh, then junior 
Nationals All-American at Fargo. When you were looking at what schools you wanted to go to to compete at the college level, what made Central stand out above the rest? You know, that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, you know, I had some decent looks, obviously, making the Junior National Finals that year. Um, you know, I, I got a couple calls. Uh, Oklahoma State actually called, which was really complimentary and <laughs> yeah. rewarding, right? Anytime you hear John Smith's voice on the other line, it's, <laughs> it's pretty oh, yeah. awesome. But I, I, I knew that, um, you know, I wanted to stay home. And, and it was the, the three, Michigan, Michigan State, and Central. Mm-hmm. Um, and in all of my conversations – um, you know, I had a lot of friends that have gone to Michigan and Tony Greathouse, AJ Grant, um, you know, and, and, and those guys I really looked up to it. Like I said, I'd wrestled on those amateur circuits with and respected mm-hmm. those guys. And, um, you know, the guy I lost in the national semifinals to Ryan Bertin was also going to Michigan. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I wasn't really sure if we both fit there. Um, and then obviously I was also being recruited by Michigan state, but, what set Central apart was Tom Borelli. I mean, mm-hmm. the one and only, right? Um, <laughs> guys, um, you know, they were coming off of a, a seventh place finish at the national tournament. People forget he was the, the national 1999 national coach of the year. Yeah. Casey Cunningham had just won a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talked to Casey on the phone for quite a bit. He had promised me that, you know, he would be there for an extensive period of time. Um, and they had four, four All-Americans that year. So, um, you know, they were coming off a really, really impressive national tournament where they outpaced both Michigan and Michigan State. And mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to accomplish my goals. And, you know, Coach Borelli's character, um, you know, is second to none. And anyone you speak to speaks very highly of him. And, and I thought I could accomplish my goals there. Um, mm-hmm. That, that um, summer, we alone had four of our recruits in the junior national finals. So wow. Four out of that recruiting class. Uh, four of those wrestlers in the finals ended up going to Central. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Tom Borelli, another Hall of Famer. So I'm looking at your like your your competitive background. You're coached by Hall of Famer Coach Rod, and, and then you're coached by Hall of Famer Coach Borelli. Did you find similarities between the two? No, a complete contrast of coaching styles. Um, uh-huh. And that was awesome. You know, and, and don't leave out Misaki Hada. Um, yep. You know, throughout my middle school and high school years, I was trained by Misaki, um, who was a world champion and NCAA champion at Oklahoma State. Um, and I, I trained in that room with the Burke brothers and Derek Phillips. And I mean, we had um, a really, really good contingency of, of young men in that room. But uh, uh, contrasting styles with Rod and, you know, Rod was extremely intense in your face type of coach. Um, where, where Tom is very laid back um, and, and very, um, you know, still hands-on. Right. Um, just um, a very laid back type of coach. I don't think in my five years there, I ever heard him swear in a practice. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. He can get fired up. He likes to compete. Um, right. That guy likes to win uh, as much as any of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he has a different style to him. And, and it seemed to work for me, um, you know, and it seemed to work for a lot of us. Um, at that school at that time Um, Mm -hmm. you know we had some good teams there and and I think people forget that we had finished uh, ninth in the country our senior year we had four all-americans would have been five had Dave Bullier not torn his his pectoral mess uh, muscle in the NCAA championships but you know Tom's coaching style worked for me and I think it works for a lot of guys and at the same time Casey was there and Mm -hmm. we just had a lot of fun and we trained hard yeah, yeah. The, the central teams were always fun to watch, and and um, I talk a little bit about uh, Wim Mahalik, who 
I happened to be his first college match and it was not a great match for me, but um, seeing the success that Wynn has had um, come from a small, small town of Carroll to Central, I mean, I'm just thinking of all the guys that Coach Borelli has coached and really just they've achieved their potential there. Uh, the Sinat Twins and uh, Luke yeah. Smith, uh, Bubba Gritter. I mean, I could the list goes on. Yourself, I mean, but the, the Central was always known for developing their talent and those guys being potential All-Americans and finalists uh, under that tutelage. So, Yeah, I would say Tom does uh, more or as much with Michigan talent as any coach in the state. Uh, hmm. You know, you, you look back at all the, the, the Michigan talent that he's turned into All-Americans, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, and he continues to do it year after year, and, and that's, the, the, you know, that's the story behind it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, the hallmark of a, of a great coach. So your senior year, you're an All-American. You've finished school. Where were you? Were you looking to come back home to CC? Oh, that's a good story. Yeah, that um, <laughs> I've told this story a few times. Um, I uh, yeah, that year that winning that national championship was Pendleton. Pendleton had knocked off Askren. Askren took second. And then Herbert took third. So that bracket was absolutely loaded. Yeah. Um, but I, I stayed on board with Tom for a year um, and coached with them, did my student che- teaching up in mm-hmm. Gladwin, Michigan. So it was a <laughs> haul. Um, but I remember um, calling back down to Catholic Central and talking to Coach Rod and trying to figure out, you know, how many years he had left. And, and you know, I needed a job. I, I wanted to go into teaching. That was my degree. Um, and then, you know, I, I contacted Roy Hall. I had conversations with him and I actually interviewed, um, at Davison. Um, I know Roy was looking to retire and that's mm-hmm. hard to hear because he put in an additional almost 20 years, you know, 15 years after that date. Right. Um, and just goes to show you how remarkable of a coach he, he is and, and was, and, you know, he's a great mentor to me, but I actually interviewed at Davison high school and, um, interview went really well um, to the point where they offered me the job. Um, but I had a interview at Catholic Central the next day. Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up signing with Catholic Central that next day. Um, and in the, you know, the rest is history. So I, right. I went back to CC. I coached under Coach Rod for one year um, as an assistant coach and, and then took over uh, the reins in 07. So it's mm-hmm. hard to believe that, you know, this will be my 15th year um, as a head coach. Wow, the longevity. It's funny you mentioned Gladwin because I, I live in Rhodes, just outside oh, yeah. Pinconi, and it's about a 25, 20, 25 minute drive for me to Gladwin to see the flying G's, as they're called. Yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, it, it was you know, a, a Detroit City boy uh, driving into Gladwin each day to do my student teaching. It was a humbling experience and a rewarding one at that. My, my mm-hmm. two student teacher moderators, I still remember to this day, were remarkable individuals and, mm. and really cared about the school and the community. And I enjoyed my time there. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small one. So, so now you're at CC and I think um, when we've had this conversation before, but you're replacing arguably one of the greatest coaches in Michigan high school athletic history. Did you ever feel like any pressure there that you had to live up to this? Or did you say, you know what, this is, I'm going to do things my way. Um, to to do to keep the CC um, legacy going. Yeah, you know, there's a tradition. There's an alumni base that has expectations. So you know, you know, you have big shoes to fill. But you know, I, I 
didn't necessarily, I knew I couldn't fit, fit those shoes. I mean, he had made such a positive impact on so many people. I sort of had to create my own identity and rejuvenate the program and spark it again. And, and we accomplished that, but you know, it wasn't me. I mean, we've had so many people along the way who, 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 who had done it with me. Right. And, you know, my right hand man, you know, Bob Moreau has been with me every step of the way. He's an alum of Catholic central and one of the most likable guys you'll ever meet Anthony yeah. Biondo, you know, a uh, um, wrestler from the university of Michigan, Matt Steintrager and my, uh, Mike Carrier and, and so many alums, Mike Krause, um, you know, we, we've all put a ton of work into developing that program and getting it to where it is today. So, um, I surrounded myself with really, really good, dedicated, committed coaches that, that wanted to change lives and, and wanted to work. That's the biggest thing, want to work. And, you know, we, we still have that going today. You know, we brought mm-hmm. back Kevin Beasley and Jordan Thomas is now a part of our staff, Jackson Moore. So, you know, we bring guys in that want to work and want to give back and want to help kids. And I think that's, um, you know, that was the plan from the get-go, was just bring in good people, surround the boys by great um, hard workers and, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and let's go have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's great. And, and just to, you know, to have the staff and, and the different personalities, but you guys all meld together and make it work. Um, one of the things I've always noticed about CC in particular, that you've had some, some top talented kids. There's no denying that, but there's those kids that you don't really hear about that develop in your program and become use become helpful when it comes to winning these big duels or making a run at a state title. What do you guys think as a coach, where does that come from to get, to get your kid, your, your athlete to develop as a freshman all the way to their senior year? Yeah, I think in the system, you know, people forget about the guys, uh, you know, like Doug Eldridge and Bob mm-hmm. Coe and, and those guys never had wrestling experience coming into school Nick Jenkins and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of individuals that came to Catholic Central that didn't have that pedigree that, you know, a lot of our guys do have now. So, um, you know, y- you have to create a system of technique. You have to create a system of expectations. And, you know, those guys will follow along. I've just been so blessed to be surrounded by so many hardworking individuals that carry the program. Right. Uh, and I heard. Um, who was it? Mike Poeta, maybe talking about this, um, was talking about. Um, you know, how he coaches to the upper 10 or 15% of his room. Um, and that really, really struck a chord with me. So, right. So when I coach mm-hmm. my room, I try to carry over that same mindset. You know, we're going to coach the top 10 to 15% of this room and then everybody else strap on, let's go. Right. We expect you to, to, to maintain the pace and, mm-hmm. and hang with us. And you'd be surprised at how, powerful that actual process is right mm-hmm. so these where these guys continue to grow and grow and grow because they have no other choice we're, right. we're not slowing down for them right it's either you, you swim and you follow us into deep waters or you head back to to sand you know mm-hmm. and, and these guys typically follow through so um you know i i think that was something that resonated with me i wasn't going to slow down really for for anyone you know and and mm-hmm. i think that helped those guys yeah, no, uh, because it's all about, you know, you have the, 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 your leaders in the room that are leading and leading by example and pushing the pace for all your athletes to follow along and be encouraging at the same time. You see a teammate that's down, having a rough day, 
they're doing their best to pick them up and keep them engaged in the practice and really focus on that kind of that one skill or one drill or one match at a time in practice. So, yeah. And, and that was Mike Powell, you know, who, who brought that mindset to my mind. Um, and, and that was, uh, you know, he's now the BTS representative in Chicago. He coached at Oak park river forest. Mm-hmm. That's, that's who, you know, I, I remember hearing that from. Oh gosh. So my, my, uh, my, Mike Donovan, uh, the Midland, high school head coach that was his coach in high school and uh we've talked he's talks very fondly of coach powell and the impact that he's had on him and and the rest of the oak river park uh program yeah just remarkable absolutely remarkable Mm -hmm. so what do you think moving forward coaches have to to a new coach coming in what do they need to do to have success in their program Good question. Right. I I think you, you know, I I think you have to create a brand. So start by creating a brand, Um, you know, secondarily surround yourself with a few people that have as much energy and the same vision as you Um, and make sure that those individuals are willing to put in work. I was on a podcast with you and I just got done walking out of youth practice. You know, I I got to school this morning at six 30. It's now seven 30. And I'm walking out of youth practice, right? And, and mm-hmm. coaching 40, 40 little hammers that potentially <laughs> could come to Catholic Central. So, uh, you know, I'm, I've been doing it for 15, 16 years. Uh, I'm getting old. And, you know, you, you have to put in the time. There's no substitute for time and hard work. And the, the rest of the guys on my staff do the same thing, right? We, mm-hmm. we weren't dropped on the top of the mountain. You know, we, we climbed our way up. And it, it took some time. So have some patience. Surround yourself with good people. Um, create a brand, right. That people want to be a part of. Um, and you see a lot of that going on now. It's exciting time in Michigan. So um, that would be my suggestion, you know, to a, a new coach um, and just have some patience and, and reach out to other coaches within the state that may be able to help you. Um, you know, and I remember those coaches that assisted me along the way. I didn't know it all, you know, and the guys like Roy Hall and, and Tim Roberts and, you know, Casey Randolph was back at Canton when I was at Catholic Central. You know, um, R.J. Boudreaux is, is an open book, you know, and, and these guys are always willing to give back. So reach out, find an older coach, and allow them to mentor you. Well, well said, Mitch. Well said. I, I agree with you. I'm like One of the things that I've talked about before with the podcast is making guys like yourself um, seem human i think sometimes these young coaches like oh my gosh i can't talk to coach hancock or coach boudreaux you know who am i to them and you guys are more than willing to to help teams or help individuals find success and give them the keys you're an open book and i've always appreciated you for that and the help that you gave to me when i was uh head coach at western always appreciate your support and everything else well we all appreciate you isaiah for this uh you know podcast and Again, you know, my information's out there. Any young coaches in the state, feel free to reach out and, um, you know, t- take a step. Reach out to some of those other um, coaches, too. I'm sure they'll love to, um, you know, lead the way for you and help you with any questions that you may have. And if you're struggling with practice plans, techniques, or anything along those lines, check out the Wrestling Vault. Uh, you know, obviously a new website RJ and I are very heavily invested in and you know, we, we um, got a lot of help from a lot of the best coaches in the state. Yeah, a lot of great, a lot of great talent, a lot of great drills, a lot of things to get you better, faster, and to coach smarter and more efficient, in my opinion. So, Mitch, has always been a pleasure. Good luck this season, 
and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Love the podcast and the laugh, Isaiah. It's contagious. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Thank you, Mitch. You take care. Yeah, appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad. <laughs>